So, for people that don't know this guy, the one and only Nick Romero, people, I have been following this guy on YouTube for probably since three, four years ago. Uh, he's, he's one half of the, the Enter China uh, crew. The, he's one of the Enter China guys. Um, I am. Yes. You've been following yeah. some shitty videos, man. I wish uh, nothing compared to your videos. I need some tips. You are listening to Living That Life podcast. Subscribe on iTunes and at YouTube.com Living That Life for amazing travel videos. View discretion is advised. Well, yeah, yeah, man. It was it was crazy. I remember just being in my, uh, me and Parker being in our one bedroom apartment and just watching all these videos about getting into e-commerce and trying to figure out how we're going to get to Thailand. And you were one of the channels that we were following and just, you know, hearing other entrepreneurs talk about their journey. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, and then, yeah, it was good. So, and then uh, for people that uh, don't follow me religiously, which why, why, why are you not following me? Why are you not following my Snapchat people? Yeah, come on. Now. Um, <laughs> we, uh, Nick came to Chiang Mai, uh, a couple months ago and, uh, he gave a talk there at Pun Space and, you know, on the, on the whole, uh, you know, physical product, uh, e-commerce business, we ended up going out having some drinks and uh, yeah, just picking his brain. And I was like, yo, you should share, uh, share your story on my channel and share with everyone who doesn't know you, like what you do. Um, so yeah, I guess real quick, we can start with your background real quick. Nick, for people that don't know you, how did you get into the whole physical product business and uh, how, did you, how did you start? getting involved in China and yeah people... yeah definitely uh, I mean obviously first and foremost thanks for having me uh, stoked to be here checked out check out your videos again as I've said I, I can't believe some of my YouTube videos are still on the internet but uh, you know <laughs> as long as they're providing value uh, graduated from college moved to China uh, was a part-time English teacher just knew I always wanted to run my own business and I learned a lot of ways not to start a business. I never failed, just learned a lot of ways. Everything's a lesson. And uh, eventually was able to start one that uh, was successful. And ever since then, I've been cranking out successful businesses. Now I actively invest into a lot of hardware, physical product businesses, IoT businesses. But, uh, but yeah, man, I've been a founder my whole life and just really, I can't imagine anything better than, I mean, what we do uh, and what we help people do, which is you know, figure out what they want to do and, and figure out a path and a route to get there and live that dream, right? Like you're in Thailand, I'm in Italy, like we're, we're, we're wherever we want to be. You know what I mean? And I yeah. think um, if that's part of your dream and what you want to do, then it's fantastic. So yeah, the first business was a import business. So I had a wine import business to mainland China uh, that got uh, acquired in 2013. And then uh, started physical product businesses, uh, men's products, watches, uh, speakers, you name it, just helping people. Pretty much we were in China, so we had access to any physical products you could want. Um, and that's when Kickstarter was getting big, Indiegogo. Started launching some physical products, doing well there, and then ended up building Enter China, which is a community of physical product founders. So if you're a physical product founder and you want to build a business, um, we have a community of almost 300 founders who, you know, together we do more than $50 million a year annually in revenue. Uh, we've shipped more than five, six million units. We're in 24 different countries around the world. Um, founders helping founders, man, you know, entrepreneurship's not a not an easy route. And actually Enter China just got acquired in April of this year by Brink, which is the uh, IoT wow. investment company that I also helped start. So now building the community from within Brink and part of the deal was get to do it remotely from wherever with my incredible team. And uh, yeah, man, just trying to provide as much value to, to founders as I can because I know how hard the journey is. Now, now I'm here drinking, Yeah, wow. looks like an espresso martini, but just a shake and coffee. It's only, it's only 10.30 in the morning here. I was I was impressed like uh, so yeah Nick is in Florence and I was actually thinking about Florence this morning I was telling him because the restaurant I was eating at had a quote called it was Florence life and then someone was asking me like what what is Florence I was like I think that's Italy like a small town in Italy or something and boom today I'm talking to someone in Florence 
I'm gonna. Freaking I hope crazy. I'm gonna ad lib a bit. I hope the video yeah, holds yeah. up. I wanna just give you all yeah, a quick. Yeah, yeah quick man. Look looks like you're living the high life. You got a penthouse. To what Florence? Yeah, man. It's great. We're right on the river. Um, you can see there, and then the uh, Ponte Vecchio is just one block down. Um, so that's a pretty famous structure here oh, wow. in Italy. Um, and yeah, just right here on the river. Beautiful kind of morning hikes, things like that. It's hard to beat, man. Italy's, uh, Italy's definitely one of my favorite places to visit. Awesome. So, like, what? Awesome. So, how long uh, of a trip is this for you? Are you like quick, based like, in what? Europe now, or are you just doing a few months around Europe? Or are you like based in Europe now, or around Europe? Yeah, gonna do. Uh, it's I'm pretty much half time Hong Kong. Awesome. And then half time remote. So. Awesome. Yeah, it's been it's been less and less Hong Kong actually because you know Brink we it, it's definitely gotten a lot bigger over the past few years. You know we started it and we were four people. Now we're about thirty five, and it's it's definitely running on its own. And and mm-hmm. uh, for me to build Enter China, we're a lean and mean team. Uh, everyone's remote, and again, as long as uh, as long as you believe in your team, and I think and your team believe and you believe in the business. Um, then you know time zones all that stuff doesn't of course it inhibits a little bit but uh you know as long as the quality and the care is there as business owners we're able to to drive it so yeah in italy probably for awesome. maybe a month i don't know oh going back for canton fair i think which we'll be talking about as well um, we do an awesome meetup for enter china and we also do a china trip um for enter china as well and that's pretty much escorting and helping people get a it's like a china light yeah. experience because china is pretty heavy for most people who've never been and okay we kinda, well yeah. awesome we transition. facilitate the entire so process. for people that don't know um okay. well awesome i transition. me and parker cool. are planning know, our first um, uh I, canton fair trip um also to visit our supplier uh, uh, uh in october and for people that don't know i've been selling i'm gonna have and for I've had my first know, product on live on Amazon for two years, two years plus three months. So as of July uh, two years 2015, three months. So uh, and my July, main product that I launched July 2015 is still uh, still selling strong. Sales are actually still, still going up strong. slowly. Uh, and we figure, we figure, you know, slowly. going to China, visiting the supplier, uh, figuring the whole China figure, scene you know, going to China, is the next step. The that's what physical products uh, people do. And so, uh, main thing I want to get out of this call is for me personally and for other people in the same stage who are planning to go to the Canton Fair, what tips and tricks can you, what, what, should we expect? What is um, the what, what is the main reason people you, go to the what, Canton Fair? What, what are the should we expect? what are the what benefits? The, what like why should we even go? go to the Canton Fair? Um, what are the, what are the and why benefits? should other people even like, go? Yeah. Go? What are the main benefits um, that you get out of it? Um, what are the main benefits go? that you get from actually yeah, physically being here? Visiting your supplier. What are the main benefits? What's your spiel on that? Physically being here, visiting your supplier. What's your spiel on that? Yeah, man, a hundred percent. I mean, first and foremost, I think the benefits of seeing China and where it's at is, is something everybody should witness. When you see the, the sheer size and the amount of things being done, you know, in the, in the most populated country in the world, the historically the fastest growing ever, um, it's really a, a sight to see. Uh, I think when you're, you know, a lot of people look at China as it is still absolutely a developing country, but uh, the way that it's modernizing, um, the way they're integrating like mobile payments, they're setting up infrastructure. Um, it's they've learned a lot from watching the rest of the world modernize as they've been quickly catching up and following. Um, from attending the fair itself, man, I, I guess number one would understand. I mean, trade shows are pretty intense. Um, for those who haven't been, you're on your feet. So, I mean, I know this sounds funny, but like wear comfortable shoes, wear comfortable clothes, um, eat healthy food, you know, stuff that you're, you know, they, they have McDonald's and stuff there. Stay yeah, away like from that. You don't want, you don't want anything sapping your energy because I swear yeah, like I, it is, man. And, and what I promise is like, you never know who you're going to meet. The amount of customers I've gotten from sitting at a bar 
um, the amount of people you meet at networking events, the uh, potential product or distribu distributors you meet, uh, you know, just at the fair sitting at a table next to you. You know, it's, it truly is a global fair. I think 150 oh, okay. plus countries are represented. Like, and I'm talking everything oh. from, you know, like glasses to you know, connected, you know, connected mobile chargers to, to whatever you want to call it. Everything under the sun is sold at this, uh, this fair. Uh, so the networking opportunities there are, are absolutely endless. Uh, and you really get to see how the world has, has you know, e-commerce is, you know, what, 10 to 15% of the way yeah. transactions are done today for physical products. And of course, yeah. that's trending up. But historically, a lot of the world is still traditional, you know, brick and mortar distribution and retail. And knowing that and being able to meet the people who are doing that and, you know, I, you know, whatever your product is, but say you could pick up a big order for South America, Middle East, Africa, you know, I don't know your product or your demographic, but uh, point is, is it is very much a networking and sales driven type of event. So definitely, I mean, if you have to have a ton of double espressos, if you need some Red Bulls, but always having that high energy and high output, because as we were talking a little bit about earlier, um, you know, normally people are there for a week to two weeks and all of that time, like it only happens twice a year. So if there's a time you need to be driven on riding caffeine, out there meeting people, you know, it's, it's very much that high output that the more you put into it, the more you're going to get out of it. Absolutely. Like you can go um, rest at your hotel and relax and, you know, and go eat dim sum and go see the, the markets and all that when you're there. But I would definitely tack on a few days for that and be heavily focused on getting as yeah. much relationships and networking done as you can. Um, because regardless of who you're meeting a lot of people there you know it's definitely not their first time we have a lot of people come but a lot of people have been coming for years and years and years last time i was there i met a guy actually from italy you know and he's been going five or eight years and even him talking about the changes he's seen that there's so much knowledge to absorb um about how he does business about how he works with his suppliers about working in his vertical uh any of this stuff and just makes you so much better at understanding through awesome. you know absorbing and synthesizing the information from other people um awesome yeah absolutely dude and uh, and again i think yeah um 100 download the application wechat that's what everybody yeah. uses uh in mainland these days and um while the suppliers that show up at canton fair um you know they're definitely some of the more bigger ones and they may not be the most startup friendly um even the whole interaction of you know, negotiating, doing doing the dinners with their Chinese counterpart, going to, um, you know, learning the business card stuff. Like a cool a cool little one is always um, like when you cheers, wow. you always go lower uh, to show respect. For example, like wow. doing doing these little things or um, tapping the table like with two fingers to say thank you uh, when someone pours you a drink, or always pouring everybody else's glass before your own. You know, these are all things that are just habit for me now. Um, but whenever I do them, it, it shows your Chinese counterpart like, hey, you know, this guy's just not here to make a quick buck. He's actually learning about how things are done here. And, and that helps. That goes a long way, right? Because the amount yeah. of people who come to China yeah. and are just trying to turn a quick profit is most. Yeah. And they don't last very long. Um, that's the same reason I was able to sell my wine businesses, spoke the language, knew the culture. I was willing to do things other people weren't willing to do. Uh, and um, we were definitely the smallest and had the least to offer compared to our competitors, but um, we were there earning it. And the others would come three to four times awesome. a year for two weeks at a time. You know what I mean? Like that, that means a lot to them because China recognizes how powerful they are now. Like they'll be humble and all this, but they understand they got a lot to offer. Yeah, they're the big dogs in the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh... So before we uh, transition into your program, I'm curious to hear about that. But also, let me read a quote that you that I have on screen now that you showed at your uh, space Chiang Mai mm -hmm. uh, talk. It says, "Life doesn't give you what you want; it gives you what you deserve. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't worked for it, sacrificed for it, and haven't given your all, then you won't deserve it, and you won't get it." Yep. So, uh, that that happens to be the quote that's that I took a picture of. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Chiang Mai. Um, so let's 
uh, transition in been been quite a few places and this one you keep coming back to wow um yeah man lots of lots of traveling to do taking it slow but yeah my my dream it started off as my dream was to travel the world so i remember i, I watched I, I watched your videos man i remember that um i saw you speaking at the conference as well in, in thailand and like definitely you know it's like it's cool man regardless of whatever I remember back in the day, my dream was very simple, you know, do the whole, was trying to do a backpacker thing and jump around, do the shoestring budget, but then as ambitions change and you want to do different stuff, right? Like it's, it's cool, yeah. cool thing is, I mean, it seems like you're pretty stoked on life on a regular basis. So I think that's what's most important. Most people just yeah, no. aren't, <laughs> you know, and that's, it blows my mind. Yeah, I know. It's, I got to pinch myself like pretty much every day how different life is compared to three years three years ago with our regular job life this was our dream just just to live abroad for a year it started simple just like i just want to live in a tropical country for a year and if, after you see other people and other people are sharing what's possible especially other people on youtube that i started to see and i was like whoa okay that's possible just to yeah. live half the year or more in a tropical country every year yeah okay that sounds good let's see what they're doing that's so it, man. It's super awesome to be able to share what I'm doing now because I'm a, I record everything just naturally. So for people to see what I'm doing and then see other people starting, try to copy me. So it's great. Yeah, dude. Again, and most importantly, you appreciate it. Like you said, like, and that's one thing I, I don't think enough people do, or they forget really quickly their journey. You know, and it's like I, I think about it every single day when it's like I remember what life used to be. So I'm definitely gonna keep hustling and grinding. Uh, to make sure that it never going backwards, right? Always going forward. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, okay, so let's get into uh, your China program because um, actually just today I was asking um, Parker if he got a response back from this other group that we were contacting before we knew about you. And I guess they're they're canceled now. So we're actively looking for another, another uh, group I don't know what you call it. So, for your, what would you advise? Uh, what can you tell me about your Canton Fair uh, program? How many days is it? What does it consist of? Because yeah. I think we're highly interested in this. Program. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, so, I mean, Enter China in itself, you know, we're a community of physical product founders. And with Brink, we're doing a China trip. And they've done China trips in the past, but essentially it's a week, a week long discovery process of you know Hong Kong Guangzhou Canton Fair hopefully global sources fair if it's around the right time as well and you get to visit suppliers manufacturers uh, I think probably the coolest stuff is the fact that you're you're out there with other founders right and I, I hands down the reason I believe our community is successful is because of the value that exchange that happens of you know and, and on the bus ride from Hong Kong to Shenzhen for example you're sitting around 10 other people who are also building physical product businesses maybe someone sold 10 units maybe someone sold a hundred thousand units but point is is like the information exchange between each other is so valuable right um, and everybody has their own expertise man like you a great example uh, you what you could share with these other founders about creating content right they may be quality control experts and have done tens of thousands of units and that may be an area you're not strong but they can share with you their best tips about quality control and quality assurance and you can share with them tips about creating content that engages with their audience right it's like it may not be one for one but there's still so much value going between the founders uh and so that and then you also get access to you know the brink team and the enter china team so when you, the Brink team itself, I mean, we have the accelerator team. I mean, our investment portfolio at Brink has performed nothing short of incredible. And the team that we've put together at Brink, everyone there is experts, you know, and, um, our head of program, our head of finance, the co-founders, our technical heads, um, and everyone's there because they want to be there. And I, again, you and me, we're talking about it earlier, but, you know, it's like when you get an organization of people, um, same with the Enter China team, who they genuinely, they don't think about 
it is work. It is something they get to enjoy and they get to do and they provide value and they happen to be compensated well for it. I mean, that's the dream, right? So to be able to talk to, you know, the Brink team has seen thousands of founders on a regular basis. And we've seen people who, you know, who have generated zero dollars to people who've sold their companies for hundreds of millions of dollars and everything in between. So I think gaining access to that is, is incredibly invaluable. And then when you look at it from, you know, that's Brink and InterChina and then core the core InterChina team, um, you know, all the majority of us, all we know is mainland China and Asia. Um, and we know scaling. We know um, personally, you know, I've helped a ton of founders go from zero to that first hundred grand or zero to that first one million in revenue. And that's a very, I, I think a lot of physical product founders don't understand, you know, there's a, a fundamental process. There's customer discovery, there's customer development, there's launch prep and launch, and then there's scaling e-commerce, you know, from a business end, from sales and marketing. Of course, you have to actually make the product, which is where most people fumble uh, when they're coming from crowdfunding or uh, if they're trying to do an ODM product, so original design manufacturing. And, uh, you know, that being said, uh, that's why I think communities like ours uh, are so valuable and trips like ours are so valuable because, you know, it's you get a, I think one of the biggest problems for founders that I've seen, especially for my investments or even people from our community, uh, they don't know what they don't know, you know, and that's really dangerous. So they can be trying to do the right thing like customer interviews getting customer feedback on their product right um, but they're asking future paced questions they're asking questions about false positives um, they're leading their interviewees to answers they want to hear so then they're building the business and a product based off of something that's not actually based in fact you know you always ask questions in customer interviews based off past or present focused questions because humans are creatures of habit um, you know, the great example is, you know, oh, you know, uh, look at gym memberships. How many people belong, get gym memberships in January? They say they want to be fit. They say they want to work out. And then there's a 90% yeah. drop off in February, right? Like, it's just, you know, people want to be fit and they want to be healthy. But have they been going to the gym? Have they been eating healthy? You know what I mean? Uh, so that's why we always have to ask uh, past or present focused questions. Uh, so, I mean, really wrapping it all up, I think what's, what's most important is, uh, the access to China with, and it's most, it's efficient, you know, it's with our program, you land and, you know, we meet you at the airport, you, you know, most of your meals, your transportation, you got a SIM card, you have a visa invitation letter, um, the Canton fare process is sorted and you have offices to work out of in Hong Kong and Guangzhou while you're on our trip. Um, uh, so that expedited process, which I mean, reality is, man, time is money, right? So the amount of people I know yeah. who, the amount of people I know who get stuck at the border because uh, they haven't done the visa paperwork correctly, the amount of people I yeah. know who, um, you know, get suckered into these um, factory tours that are, you know, oh, it's a free tour, but it's like, you know, they pretty much keep you on the bus the whole day and you don't get to dictate your schedule or, um, you know, even just the, the process of, getting to the fair and filling out your, your badge information. You know, it took us like an hour and a half the first time. It's like, when instead it's like, no, you do this, you do this, you do this, 10, 15 minutes, and you get that hour back. Um, so yeah, man, it, it's essentially the, the combination of us being able to um, alleviate as much of, of the, head, the first time headaches you're gonna find, while, you know, yeah. taking you through the key areas you wanna visit, like for hardware or IoT, uh, Huacheng Bay is a place in Shenzhen where it's all your components, all your suppliers, all your vendors. It's like a huge area where any consumer electronics or anyone um, who's sourcing something in a hardware space would want to visit. But it is like daunting when you go there the first time. It's like a few city blocks big yeah. and you could waste yeah. an entire day there trying to figure out which way is up and which way is down. You know what I mean? But going through, giving you the guided tour um, showing you the areas you want to visit, walking you through the negotiation process, like, you know, in itself is just a no-brainer because it's, uh, it's, it's something that if you have to learn it on your own, like anything, uh, is really difficult. But like everything in life, there's a process to it, right? There's a process to engaging your supplier, knowing how they're going to, you know, knowing how to negotiate, knowing payment terms and, and what should be up front, um, 
figuring out the right quality control percentage rates, like all of these things. Uh, and also understanding that, you know, manufacturers and factories, they're business too, right? So I see people negotiate really, really hard on areas of their business like price. That's something I see so much. So many people are negotiating on price when there's so many other things you can negotiate on. You can negotiate on payment terms. You can negotiate on uh, quality control, quality assurance rates. Um, you know, you can uh, negotiate on molding costs, tooling costs, sample costs. Like, so many people get wrapped around just getting the best price when it's like there, there's other areas of the business you should be focusing on. The amount of... I mean, to everyone here, if you own a physical product, hands down, the number one mistake I see is people not paying for quality assurance or quality control after their order's complete. So many people look at their, so they say, oh, my product's finished, I'm ready, you know, I can ship it now with, you know, and they won't pay an extra 500, a couple hundred to a couple thousand, depending on their order size, uh, dollars to have a professional quality control person go through it. The factory has quality control, yes. You know the factory does it. The third party person. Yeah, company. yeah, man. Like, man. So I've seen so many people drop the ball. It's literally you're at the finish line, and they trust the quality control of the factory. And don't get me wrong; some factories are great, but it's also not in the factory's best interest, right? To point out all the problems of the quality of their product. So if you get a third party eye on it, um, man, I've had people ship out products. Um, there was supposed to be two to three percent air rate. It turns into a twenty to thirty percent air rate, and I mean, with a physical product, your business is toast, right? You got to reorder, you got to purchase new units, ship things back and forth. Not to mention the uh, negative customer reviews. You know, like you 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 only you only get one chance at the first impression so if you're not delivering that that quality product you should be uh, to your customers it's, it's, it makes the road much steeper than it has to be so yeah man that, that's one thing i always want to harp on is, is that quality control and quality assurance process is one of the most important that most people again they see a final product and they think they're finished and it's like almost yeah. almost but do that final bit that makes sure you know, it'll it'll take longer. Yeah, it'll take a few more days or maybe a few weeks, depending. But that being said, that that little amount will make the longevity of your business so much longer. You know, you have to think long term with these. So that's definitely something yeah, I would yeah, focus yeah. on. Uh, okay, so I'm on the uh, uh, the brink, uh, the IO website uh, on the China trip. Mm -hmm. uh, um, so this is. Uh, this is separate. I have this website up and also the uh, Enter China uh, program. Mm -hmm. uh, the one where at the bottom it says uh, join Enter China yep. uh, 997, whatever. So do you have to be a member of the Enter China program and then you join the uh, China trip? Um, or uh, are they separate or what? So the Enter China Brink China trip, you don't have to be an Enter China member, but you get an Enter China membership from joining the trip. Because of course, you know, the trip itself, there's hotels, buses, people's time, you know, visa letters, all this, these hard costs around the trip that, you know, obviously we can't just cover for everyone. Uh, and that being said, Enter China itself as a community Within there, there's several programs. So one thing we just launched last month is our Accelerate program. And essentially, it's for people who want to expedite their ODM launch process or scale up their e-commerce sales. And that's going really, really well. And again, man, um, I'm really proud of the community itself because it's, it's the first business I've ever got to build where uh, because I've been able to you know, have some wins in the past, uh, it's not revenue. Like we are not a revenue focused company right now, you know, and not a lot of businesses get to say that, uh, that, you know, of course we do care about revenue and growing and scaling our business and automating, optimizing. But that being said, like it is purely a value driven type sort of business. And because for the long, for the long play, the more members were able to help start and scale their businesses, the, the faster it organically grows right so because word of mouth testimonials you name it um so the community itself yeah it's just that one-time membership fee 
again, um, our investors hate the fact that it's a lifetime membership, but you know, that's kind of, kind of how we're doing it right now. Uh, recurring. Yeah, exactly. Need to get that recurring eventually. Um, but again, like we're trying to, um, define what exactly we've, we've really well defined the, that zero to a million dollar process for ODM founders. And, uh, and that's something we're trying to build and put value around, put programs around. And then the Enter China trip, of course, is, um, you know, we have people in the early stage, beginners, intermediate, and advanced. Uh, people who are, you know, some people want to just go visit a factory, and other people are trying to optimize their manufacturing output and, you know, reduce their bomb and get better trade and logistics terms. So when you look at it, you know, we, as I told you, on the bus, well, you know, there's normally just such a, a scale of people, uh, and we think that's what we love, man, is, is to be able to see so much exchange between uh, founders because everyone has something to learn. You know what I mean? Regardless of what you've yeah. done and what you've built. Um, so yeah, to to circle back, I think that you know you don't have to be a member, but it does come with the trip cost itself. And you know, if it is a little, if it is a little too, you know, if China trip is, you know, if you're early stage for that then we still have like we have an enter china meetup around canton fair as well for our members and it's pretty much like a full day brainstorm session or not brainstorm um creative input session feedback session we have experts give talks about certain areas of the business and then we also um we do like a canton fair day the next day where we kind of help people organize and you know you wander the trade show floors together it's way better than doing it alone because again you you get that exchange cool. between people yeah, yeah. So uh, on the uh, Brink site, the China trip, um, how do people find out more? I, I click the find out more button and it just brings up an email. So they just contact you guys. Yep. Yep. Yeah, to, yeah. Uh, to find out more. Yeah, and it can send you, if you go to enterchina.co backslash uh, China dash trip and then another backslash, that should be the latest one we're offering. And it, and it walks you through every, you know, all the things that we're offering through the program. And I think, um, yeah, you'll see where, again, this is the first time Brink and uh, Enter China have done a China trip together. So, you know, we're not, before, right. before we were just focused on IoT businesses, connected products, smart products uh, through Brink. But now, man, it's like people want to do any physical product. You know, whether, whether you're making a pair of sunglasses or whether you're making a wearable, it's not an easy process. Um, and anyone who's done it can tell you that. So that's what we're trying to expedite is, man, we, we just want to help founders win. Because, I mean, dear, I know, the, I mean, we know how stacked the odds are against us um, as entrepreneurs. And then even moving yeah. into a physical product business where you put your, um, you know, you rely on other parties. And, any, and China, man, the one thing I've learned is anything can happen there. So, you know, be it, be it the factories not paying their bills, be it the factory owner and the local government don't see eye to eye. Be it that, you know, other, I, yeah, nothing, nothing surprises me anymore after being yeah, in mainland, yeah. mainland China for so long. Um, and, and again, um, just have to adapt and, and learn to keep, uh, keep it, keep it light while you're in China because, um, the people who get wound up and stressed and, and focus on the negative instead of the positive, they never, they never make it out of there, uh, with a result they're happy with. Everything, everything's a lesson. Uh, how, uh, for people who know, don't know, what is IoT? Thing? Sorry, yeah, uh, Internet of Things. So it is the marriage of hardware and software products, smart products. Um, so yeah. obviously wearable tech, um, you know, I mean, smartphone is obviously the greatest example of software and hardware. Um, anything that is connected to the Internet that collects data. Yeah, yeah. AKA the future, the Internet of Things. Yeah, man, is, is the future. So that's one of the things that's going boop. Yeah. So obviously, that's a great space to uh, you know invest. Yeah, man, we have um, a we have a ton of cool. It's IoT right now is still probably like 1.0, very early, but we're transitioning yeah. to where instead of just trying to plug Bluetooth modules and and sensors into to products that weren't smart to make them smart or like people are actually starting to figure out how to create true value from that data, which is, you know, it's a really exciting time. It's still very young, but within the next few years, I think we're going to see a lot of really exciting, um, 
things. I was just talking to a guy earlier, actually, um, who's considering the China trip as well. He makes a wearable for women, and I've seen a few of them, and it's a ring, um, but it's a connected ring, and if a woman's in distress or trouble, she can tap it three times, and it sends notifications to her emergency contacts, it calls the local authorities, and it drops a GPS pin. You know, so it's like, I've seen the solution around, but man, the fact that, you know, eventually if a, if a woman is, isn't feeling safe and you can do that, that to me is, man, that value's incredible, yep. right? You know, because that's something yeah, yeah, that yeah. doesn't exist. And, you know, I've seen other products where I'm like, really? I mean, that doesn't need to exist, but this one is, is something that's, you know, power. Yeah, improving someone's life. Dude, exactly. And that's, and again, that's all, as a business owner, as long as you're trying to provide value, uh, you're always going to have revenue. Right, you may you may get it tomorrow, or you may get it next year. But if you're providing value to your audience and your customers, then then the rest sorted. Absolutely. Um, so let's go over just some probably frequently asked questions at this point. Of course. Um, so so my audience they know about what I do mostly uh, FBA private labeling, mm -hmm. and um, one of the most frequently asked questions I get about that is what is the startup cost. Um, to get into something like that, just um, and I say a few thousand dollars. Start with a test order. Start with 200 units. Put two thousand dollars into it. And get a test order of a private label product. So like a couple grand, and then if that test order goes well, maybe double that investment um, to like five, ten thousand dollars, something around there. So that's the private label method that mm -hmm. I do. This uh, ODM original design manufacturing actually designing and creating your own product from scratch essentially mm -hmm. uh, in my mind i'm kind of seeing that as the next step for me um 100 that kind of like yeah kind of like the next uh like if i'm triple a original designing would be like major leagues or something <laughs> like that um yeah. so for people that are just that know my channel or just starting out or thinking about what business should i do what are the pros and cons of getting going straight into F, something like FBA private labeling? Mm -hmm. Private labeling first, kind of more simple. Or if, if they have money to invest, should they, if they're a first-time entrepreneur, first-time business product person, go straight into creating their own products? And how? What's a typical investment? Like, is it going to have to be more than 10k investment mm. all the time, or? That's your skill on that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. I think um, I think when you look at it from, so first of all, you're absolutely right. I see a lot of people go um, OEM and private label, and they transition to ODM um, after you know you figure out how to communicate with suppliers, how to do the quality control, how to sort out logistics when someone buys something from you, right? Like there's fundamental things um, that exist in a physical product business that you must learn. Um, transitioning to ODM. And I mean, even even with your approach, uh, I, I do want to say I think for physical products, everybody can make everything today. So I would heavily focus on um, essentially your minimum viable brand, your MVB and figuring out your branding, your positioning, your messaging. Um, there's so many founders in our community who do backpacks, sunglasses, speakers, um, shoes, you name it. Uh, but essentially, there, there's nothing really, you can only get so creative with products that already exist. So what I see a lot of is, uh, and what I always preach, is figuring out that branding. So doing your customer discovery and customer development very heavily up front. Even for you, um, you know, with your product, I'm certain if you spent energy in learning more about branding, positioning, messaging, and created your own e-commerce website instead of just being on Amazon and driving traffic there. If you'd done your discovery and development process correctly, I'm, I'm certain, and members on my team in Enter China, they've done this as case studies and they've taken a product they sold for 50 on Amazon and they sell it for 150 on their own e-commerce shop purely out of doing the branding and positioning and messaging correctly. But you have to dive very deep into your audience, right? A lot of, most consumers buy emotionally. So if you're resonating with those emotions correctly and you have you know, good-looking product shots and you're using the right yeah. trigger words, you're going to be able to get uh -huh. more from those customers. I think a big thing I see is so many people price off of cost. 
cost-based pricing and it's like right. you you need to do value-based pricing if the you know this product and this product these are pretty i mean dude look at i mean the, like this duffel bag right like i don't know this is like this is a gucci duffel bag yeah. right but at the same time it's made of leather like i you know and it's like you know of course consumerism like when i'm a consumer and i know i'm being a consumer like with this i hate it because i'm like wow you're like you've got me you know, even when yeah, I see Facebook ads. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, man. And like, you know, honest, I try to stay away from materialistic stuff now that got this a few years ago. It is good quality, but I, I, I guarantee I can get one that wasn't this brand at the same quality for probably a tenth of the yeah. price. Um, but again, this, it's, it's, and again, this is a legacy brand, but when you're, when you're creating your brand, I think people, they need to go deeper on their audience. And, um, and for, man, for ODM, one thing I, I love to mention is, just set up test funnels first. Set up ghost funnels. Um, yeah. Set up renderings. A lot of our—I can't say who—but a lot of our members have um, raised, you know, between twenty to a hundred grand based off renderings. Purely yeah, just yeah. draw, and they put yeah. them on Indiegogo and Kickstarter, and um, you know, they do the prep work necessary to launch. But from an investment perspective, you know, um, even with you, you know, doing the, the test orders, I would I would highly consider. The next product you want to jump into, get some you know realistic renderings done on Upwork or Fiverr or wherever you can, and you know drive some digital marketing traffic there. Who you believe your audience is, and look at the click through rates, and have them click through. You know, not just click to your website, but then have them click to a cart, and then have them click to checkout, and then you know when they try to enter their information to buy, sorry, I'm sold out. Here's a coupon for when I actually have the process. You know what I mean? There's there's, there's, a, there's a chapter in the four-hour work week about this exact thing. So I preach this in every video, but yeah. for you guys that don't have or already do have the four-hour work week, go back to this chapter, and it's exactly what he's saying. Market validation that you harp on so much. That's it, Create dude. a Create a website that they can get all the way to buy, and then it says at the very end, oh, sorry, we're sold out. Um, yeah, but leave but them. Is, or even uh, if you can make the products or whatever in a couple yeah. of weeks say okay it's gonna deliver to you in a month or whatever yeah two weeks uh, shipping it, it depends how how private label or how custom it is but yeah but yeah. and you know leave them with the positive experience say that sorry we're sold out give them a 20 percent coupon so they still feel like they've gotten something you know at the end of the day people just want to oh, pe people just want to feel like uh like they've gotten something or they're being treated well it, it's crazy how much more business used to be so customer centric and then i think it it got lost for a little bit through online e-commerce people just buying things buy things but now with everything so consumable it's going back to that customer service man the amount of people i know who are crushing it with their products purely based off of how well they do customer service um tortuga backpacks one of our members fred um you know he does travel bags and you know one of his customers in chiang mai came up to me and was like dude you know my strap broke after like nine or twelve months of intense travel and Tortuga refunded us and sent a new bag. You know, it's like, look at, and now he's like a huge advocate for that business. So, you know, if you look at even that sort of customer service, it's just so, so valuable. Um, sorry, it may have froze a little bit there. Um, but yeah, man, from, yeah. A, from, from an investment perspective, uh, I just think what's most important is, you know, one man, I, I harp a ton um, on providing value, but like, dude, we we talked about this briefly as well if you're doing something you love and you believe in like that is that is i always try to get my members or my investments to 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 build something they believe in and they're passionate yeah. about right like me i'm all about uh because of the struggles and what i went through and because of how i was raised like it's always been about giving back so the fact that i can give back and i've built a life a, a great life around giving back to people after going through it myself, nothing's better than that to me. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, investment rate for ODM, dude, you could, depending on the product, you know, same with OEM, get a couple grand, get a website up, get some renderings. Um, I just think not enough people do enough focus on the discovery, you know, like, um, like yeah. go really deep into your personas, um, minimum viable segment, hands down, like the amount of people who tell me, oh, my product is for, 25 to 35 year old males um, who make 50 grand and live in a developing country 
or developed country. It's like, cool, man, your target market audience, your minimum viable segment's 150 million people. Like, are you crazy? Like, you know, you build a product for 100 people first, and then 1,000, and then 10,000. Segment. Yes, oh. minimum viable segments. Segment of- exactly. Um, you, you really, um, you have to find that audience, that small audience. I tell people to aim for 1,000 to 10,000 people where you can solve that problem like precisely because that's how it's called yeah. it's called crossing the chasm um so you're gonna have like your early your innovators your early adopters and then there's like um yeah. and then there's i forget the next stage sorry i'm blanking but essentially most startups yeah, never yeah the majority and yep yeah the early majority numbers. thank you um most people never can cross over because they haven't fig- they haven't correctly identified those early stage parts of their market um you know, so I see people who get artificial ceilings on their business. They're stuck at six or seven figures, and they can't figure out how to break through to eight. And they go start launching new products. Or they're a watch company. And now we're going to do bags, and now we're going to do sunglasses. And it's like, yeah, you can do that. But I mean, if you actually spent more energy developing that brand and learning more about your audience, you know, you could actually expand long for with more longevity with that single product because. When you want to launch a new product, it's like, you know, if I do jackets, great, I'm an expert at jackets, and now I want to do pants. That's a whole new manufacturer. That's a whole new manufacturing process. That is a, a whole new segment I have to learn about, new targeting, new marketing, like, you know, new pain point recognition, all this stuff. When it's like, why not just be this expert in this one focused thing? So for Enter China, that's ODM, right? We welcome OEM people because we know, like you just said, the next stage is ODM. Towards like I'm gonna create what my OEM for? Uh, original original equipment manufacturing. So stuff oh. that they stuff that they're already making, private labeling, yeah, right. etc. Um, and after that stage, you move to ODM. And um, so yeah, man. From an investment perspective, it's I've I've seen people I've seen people make you know a hundred grand. I've seen people make five hundred grand off of five grand. I've seen people make you know fifty grand off of twenty grand. And again, it always comes down to that discovery and development and the time people put into that. Um, everybody yeah. everybody wants to generate revenue first, but you should focus on providing value first and, and focus on the problem. You know, like if you yeah. can focus on solving the problem, don't focus so much on the solution. That's a really good way of, of thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like an example would be like if I'm trying to come up with a product, okay, let's start with, you know, ideally it could be like, uh, a product that you want to use yourself. So the market is okay. Someone who travels a lot, who likes to make YouTube and Snapchat videos. Um, yeah, someone who yep. travels and really loves to do uh, YouTube videos, and they do interviews. Um, so they need this this type of bag or what mm-hmm. whatnot to hold all their shit. Somewhere or, to hold a so Go GoPro and your snap glasses. Yeah, it could be yep. yourself. Mm-hmm. Someone who skateboards, they need a stabilizer, some case of nice that, I don't know, type of shit. But, uh, Dude, yeah, okay. Exactly, gotcha, what, gotcha. exactly what you're, so scratch your own itch businesses, those are my favorites. Um, like what you just talked about, like creating a solution for something you need. Exactly. Scratch your own itch, that's, that's the way it tends to, uh, to work out. And that's the way I always harp. I say, ideally, it's a product that you would buy yourself when you're probably labeling something to solve the problem. Um, the really cool thing is, uh, my mom actually is now doing her own, uh, semi-customized private label products just straight from Alibaba. Um, okay. Okay. She moms. Kinda, uh, she combined, yeah, she kind of combined in two different products. She had this idea, you know, when I was back home visiting for the summer she's like, you know, I want this. I was like, all right, let's check Alibaba. So we sat down for a few weeks and we looked this up and now. I, we just paid the supplier the 30% deposit for a 200 unit test order, and it was a it was a boom. It was a scratch your own itch. You wanted that product, dude. That's what that's what's beautiful. So, I'm well, not even my mom can do it, people. Dude, that's what I uh, I would highly. I mean, gotta. I was fortunate enough to meet uh, Gary Vaynerchuk in July in Hong Kong. He was in Hong Kong, and like his first book, man. He's his oh, first. His uh, his first book was the uh, the one that helped us figure out the elevator life, which turned into Enter China, which, you know, has now been acquired. And it was all about just, it was, um, it's a crush it. And I mean, it's, it's pretty, 
common knowledge today, but I mean, it was essentially he was like, you know, he if you are someone who loves yellow or let's say green dry erase markers or you love like you know just these super niche you like i don't know green bottles for example like reality is there's thousands of other people just like you so how can you go become an authority and, and deliver something of value to that man all we were doing straight up was if you check out my youtube channel go to the early videos we were just talking business and life in china and, and that has turned into what it is today and uh something i'm really proud of but like you said man get started and the scratch your own itch dude i, I think hands down that's how you find someone uh, if you're providing value to yourself and others and you believe in it that's how i mean you put in the hours of the again i hate to call it work this is not work this is like yeah. I, I get to do something i believe in and i'm passionate about and, and i get compensated well for it like that's if, if that's work then sh sure but you know it's like people you know it's just, i'm just so passionate about what i get to do uh that i'm able to influence and impact people and like you are and I think, you know, that's that's probably one of the biggest rewards in itself. Yeah. No, yeah, exactly. Um, like I tell people, I was telling these people just last night in Bangkok, they hit me up on Instagram and they're like, yo, we're in Bangkok for three days. Uh, we watched your videos and uh, we got inspired to start our own FBA product. And now we're in sample order negotiations. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Like, yeah, I met up with them. They uh, had like law degrees, whatever, working corporate, you know, in uh, that field. And they recently left, saved up a bunch of money, and now they're traveling for a year. And now they're like, their minds have been open. Oh my God. Um, and they got into the four hour work week from, uh, from hearing and watching my channel. And now their minds are even like open even bigger. And they're looking at their product. Hey, maybe we can fulfill our dream of travel long term. So. Like I say, like our product on Amazon, like it, that's cool. It's a really cool product. We have four products now on Amazon. For people that don't know, here's a quick update. Four in the U.S. and our main one is now in, in, in Europe. Like that's all cool, but ideally you want to, uh, what is that? What do all the entrepreneurs say? Use, uh, provide the maximum unique value that you can yep. in your life to make the world a better place, whatever. So like. The giving back is obviously much more satisfying stuff than just selling some, you know, physical product on Amazon. Yeah, man. Like, but yeah. And I think you're right in that stage you talked about where it's like, hey, I want to move into something I genuinely care about and provides value in my life and, and build a business around that. And it's like, that's spot on, man. Uh, and that's where it should be. And I think, uh, yeah, it's, it's funny when when people get their eyes opened to like what's actually possible. Um, and one thing I really want to touch on with you is, uh, what I really respect is how you were like, it was a dream. And like, what's so important is you defined that dream before going for it, at least loosely. I know a lot of people uh, who tell me, oh, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to be a founder. And I'm like, why? Or, or, I want to build a million. Yeah. I, I want to build a million dollar business. I'm like, why? Like, do you know the margins of a million dollar business? Do you know the operating costs? Do you know, like, you know, oh, you want to do, you want to travel? Like, why? And as so many people, and that was one of my biggest things, um, after we sold our first company, I didn't know what my why was. So everybody told me I was successful, be, you know, because we had done X. But I remember, man, it was it was a weird place. I didn't know, you know, everyone was like, no one tells you what you to do after you're successful, and that's something that's weird too. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know your yeah. why and your passion and why you're doing something, it's a it's a funky place to be because you can do everything, but you also don't know what you're supposed to do. So you end up just doing nothing. And in this weird, you know, it's, it's very mental. Um, and that's something I think is, is I really love helping entrepreneurs find their why. And, you know, some people's whys, they only need a $100,000 a year business, you know, because they want to live in, in, in certain countries and surf all day and, uh, I mean, you know, do whatever all day. That's not, you know, they want to be a yoga instructor, this or that. And they, they don't need business class or they don't need jets or helicopters or they don't, you know, need a Lamborghini and things like that. And that's my favorite thing, just... Don't compare yourself to others. Uh, that's something I learned very on, like, of my business partners at Brink. Like, I can tell you when I met them, like, I remember we were all kind of, you know, we, we were sitting around the table and it was like, I realized very quickly, you know, I was successful in my own right, but compared to these guys who were, you know, they've done hundreds of millions of dollars on a regular basis. I was like, okay, like, you know, and it took me a while not to connect myself to that, where it's like, that maybe that's what they need. Um, and maybe eventually that is what I'll need. But right now it's like, I can imagine what more I need than, than what I have.
and and I'm just focused on the value. So yeah, dude, like you, you divine that dream. I think everybody has to think about why the hell am I doing what I'm doing? Um, and I, and that's, it, that's a good, I, uh, I need to revisit that in my own, uh, Amazon, uh, uh, coaching, consulting in my own course. I need to have a section on define your why. And I'm going to do that because of, because of this call. I've forgotten about that. You know, I kind of assume everyone has their, their dream, their why all laid out, but not everyone does. So I'm going to add a section in there. Uh, shameless plug for myself. People that don't know me, um, Quick story on me, I started, I came to Chiang Mai um, with a dream just to be uh, uh, a digital nomad because I found Johnny FB's channel on YouTube, literally. And so came out to his conference about e-commerce October 2014. And um, I started doing videos of just living in Thailand. And the most common question I got was, okay, what is this Amazon thing you guys are doing? Like okay, you're, you're doing all these travel porn videos and everything's cool, living that life, okay, but okay, how do I do that too, bro? So, <laughs> bro. The most, the most common question that I got was all about Amazon, all about Amazon, how do you do that? How do I pay you for consulting? Can I pay you for coaching calls? And so eventually we were like, okay, we're getting these questions like almost every day now. Uh, and then someone was like, where can I buy your course? And I was like, oh yeah, I need to make a course. Mm -hmm. So that's the story on my Amazon uh, video course, people wanted to pay me for it before I even had it. So I made that. Um, so people that don't know me, the link is in the description for that. I'm going to shamelessly plug that. People looking to get into Amazon, um, I do do uh, coaching as well. And a lot of people watching my videos, they still don't even know I have my course. I don't even talk about it that much. Um, I don't even yeah, promote it that much, but for people watching this far into the podcast, check the links in the description, people. I do have my own Amazon course. They're like, what course should I start with? Did you, you know that I have my own course? Oh, no, I didn't know that. Dude, that's, that's so funny. Anyways. Like, um, just real, real quick, spinning off that, like, Enter China came out because big shout out to Sean Ogle, by the way, if you guys don't follow him, Location Rebel. Yeah, I just, um, saw, I just saw his video on uh, his interview on your channel. I'm looking through him all right now. He's, uh, he's, I've uh, been following Sean Ogle as well, yeah. So, man, he's, he's one of the people who told, like, Tim and me, big shout out Tim Naibo, co-founder of Enter China as well, big homie. I'll be with him in Oktoberfest and my, all my old business partners in about two weeks. Uh, Lord, Lord have mercy for that. But, uh, but I think... Um, he was he was literally like dudes like why don't you monetize your blog and your content because dude we're getting all these emails people are asking us questions about enter like china and we we're like oh yeah. cool we're getting questions we just answer them you know and he was yeah. like why are you not so yeah dude it's these little we could have had enter china two years before we started it in 2013 we just yeah. didn't think about it um and again that's the journey of entrepreneurship man like i never look back and think oh we should have could have would have it's like I've learned this lesson and, and let's keep moving. But yeah, man, courses, I think, um, and that, that always blows my mind. People are willing to pay for, for tickets and drinks and, um, you know, all these other things, car payments and all those other stuff. But it comes to education and they think, oh, I should just get, and it's like, like, you know, this is, I mean, yeah. look, what, look what people charge for college or university. You know what I mean? And it's like when we're providing real value here, step to step, step by step of how to do Amazon or do ODM. It's like if you look at the track record of our community, you know, or I'm sure people with your courses or even what you've done with Amazon, it's like, do you want success? Well, here is the course to do it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah man, exactly. I love it. I was just going to mention like university nowadays, it's like, okay, that's 20 grand a year, like average or probably below average. And you can learn like the highest level Facebook ad marketing and build a business off of just learning Facebook ads and pay for a thousand to five thousand dollars for a course. But um <laughs> yeah, I just my last video that I posted on my channel was about um doing like a gap year before college and how Americans don't do that, but it's other countries they do. Um and how just how there's so many online courses and just like more focused courses you can learn online um that are you know, get you way, mm -hmm. way more concentrated and fast tracked towards what you want to do. Mm -hmm. And again, the other side of that is figuring out what you want to do. It's yeah. hard to do, hard to know when you're young. 
Um, so the point of that video is, you know, the gap year, how that can help you find out what you want to do if university is really for you. And if any young people are, are watching this, obviously you already have probably the, your mind is probably already on the right mindset, but so many online courses out there that are alternatives, I guess, to the traditional yeah. university model. And I definitely, but, um, I definitely say be comfortable with your goal shifting too. Like what I wanted when I was 22 yeah. is different than what I wanted oh, when I was 25, 25 and now, now 29. And like, yeah, you just, the goalpost is always moving. So just, you know, get there enjoy it relish it appreciate it and then aim for what's next exactly exactly and just another uh, uh piece to this uh section as well is you know we're talking about physical products this whole call is about physical products and then we just talked about information products you know and in the four hour work week it talks about physical products it talks about information products as well and, you know they're both products mm -hmm. and i recommend in my videos i'm like if you guys watching, like you're, you know, you want to make money online any way possible because your goal is travel or whatever, you can create your own information products too. There's so, there's a whole another world of information products and they're so great. Um, and as an entrepreneur, you know, what they say is you got to diversify your income. So I'm trying to create even more information products and listen to my audience, what they want me to, to provide. So I've got to make, I still got to work on my, like Chiang Mai, People want me to make like a moving to Chiang Mai for dummies ebook. Yeah, dude. That's a product. Like I can sell that for, you know, X amount of dollars and there's no China involved. So information products, if you're you know, looking for something to start, also take a look at information products, people. Like yeah. if you have an audience or an expertise um, and there's a niche of something that people keep asking you or information you can uniquely... You don't have to be the expert, but you can also, instead of that, you can be the perceived expert. What do you as long as you know more than you know the majority, you can create an information product, whether that be a video course, an ebook, or membership site, or what? What you said, man. Yeah, expertise. If you do the amount of the amount of designers or creatives or people like you doing video, uh, creating content, the Chiang Mai, whatever, everything you just mentioned, like as long as you have. A, a specialized knowledge greater than the majority as you just said you can be an authority in that space and then you become better right and yeah if you have that then then go for it man i can't tell you the fact that yeah information products are crazy i mean our community and even the way we're like it's just yeah i, I really i love physical products and i think it's a great thing to build and if you can transition to building a personal brand and any sort of information product around it that's when that's when uh things get things get pretty awesome yeah yeah and it can even spin both ways physical into information information into physical mm -hmm. let's say you have a huge customer base that's buying your backpack you could what is what is that target segment also like you also want to know oh, they want to know uh, travel hacks oh, so you yeah. do an ebook about travel hacks and share or maybe you start with Chiang Mai guide and they want to buy some physical products like that's it. Yeah, it's just yeah. creating, creating your brand. And, and then you can, you, can, you can, in your information product, you can point to affiliates. You know, you can point to custom products. You can point, you know, like, it's all clever, man. It's all there. Yeah. And, and you just have to have a, have a business mind around it. Absolutely. Awesome. Uh, okay, my, I'm outside here, so my laptop uh, battery is getting low. I think that was, I think that was good. All good, man. All good. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I really, really appreciate it. I know we, we did jump all over, uh, but I think there, there's good little valuable nuggets throughout the entire, throughout the entire thing. And any questions, please hit you up, hit me up. And again, if you're if you're thinking about entrepreneurship, just start, just start today. Do do something, and start learning and start educating yourself because it is. I can't tell you how many people come up to me and say, "Man, I wish I I wish I started when you said we should have started." You know, if you if you do oh. it if you do it tomorrow, you're a day further away. You do it six months from oh. now, you're a half year later. I I screenshot that those all the time on Snapchat. People are like, "Oh man, I wish I got on the Amazon train sooner." Oh, Riley, I got my first sale, but my only regret was not starting a year ago when I start, first started thinking about it. Yeah. And um, so, I mean, my my. But the thing I, I try to do with this channel and sharing is just help those people that they already kind of know what they want to do, but 
I enjoy giving people that little extra push because mm -hmm. it's not easy to do it by yourself and it can be scary. So I enjoy what, being all excited and hyped up about it just to give everyone that little extra push that needs it because it's it takes takes risk to get the reward. It does, man. It does. Hey, like 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 my screensaver said that quote, man. If you didn't give it your all, don't deserve it. You won't get it. So, got to put that work in. Like I mean, yeah, that's it. And and love what you do, and just know it's a process, and and put the work in to get there. Yep, yep, yep. I'll end it with a a quote from from the uh, the one and only Tim Ferriss. Coming from, uh, I, I'm calling myself Tim Ferriss Jr. now. People, uh, good. People, people think they look like him, and he's like. You do look like him. You do. You got more hair than he does. I know. I'm <laughs> hoping I don't start balding like him. But um, I posted this on my Living That Life Instagram just like yesterday or something. It says, you know, everything I talked about on my channel, I'm, I'm, I'm not about inaction. But if the action is not guided, if you're blindly just working around the clock all the time, that is unproductive. Mm -hmm. What you need to do, as we talked about in this podcast, is you need to take the time to carefully plan out and strategize what you want to do before you go into that yeah. work, work, work. And that is so important. And so that's... That's a big theme about what we talked about is plan everything out, do the validation. It's so, do the validation before and then then get into the work, but don't jump into it too quick, right? And we can learn we can learn the process from Amazon from you or the ODM process from me. And it's all yep. good. There you go. Exactly. Another Perfect. Another quote from Tim Ferriss, pay attention to what is already working and adapt it. Blah, 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 blah. Love it, a man. million four-hour work week quotes, I could say. But yeah, if you're brand new, that's one book you can just pick up and get started with. Uh, I guess to, to blow your mind up and then also I got the Enerchana YouTube uh, screen showing up here tons of videos on there awesome uh, thank both you both the websites and the uh, links in the descriptions below people where you can find out more about uh, China and China trip and we'll be in talks about about the China trip for sure cool. I'm gonna run this by Parker and see if he's see if he's down Fantastic, dude. We'll look forward to seeing you regardless uh, over in China. I'll be back in Thailand in, in October, I think, as well. Uh, I think DC BKK is out there. So, yeah, man, we'll cross paths again yeah. soon and get into, uh, get into some, some fun mischief, fun, productive mischief, as usual. As usual, yeah. Uh, all right. Awesome, dude. That was a long time coming. Thanks for listening till the end. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a comment and a review. See ya!